Good morning. Good morning. It is Friday. Oh, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. We can't say it. And you know what tonight has, too? What? A full thing in the sky. Wow. Yeah, so you can't say those two things together. No, it's the day after the 12th. It's the day after yeah. the 12th with a full know you orb in the say sky. That if there's a full Oh, I don't know. I'm making that up. Okay. Oh, I, I made it up. I, I didn't made know. it up. <laughs> I think it's good luck. Do should. you? Yeah. All right, so you say it. What is today, Tamara? Today's the day after the 12th. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love my own internal one. I like it. <laughs> the day after Thursday. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's Friday. It's podcast and coffee with Emac. And um, our banner today says that we have Tim Davis. And just look at how Tim has transformed. We're actually back here with Kendra <laughs> today. <laughs> actually, Kendra from Envoy Creative is with us today. And we have our guest today with Theo. Um, yes. A wonderful little store in Red Bank. I'm going to say in Broad Street on Red Bank. Yeah. On Broad Street. On Front Street. In- on Front Street at mm-hmm. the end of Broad, mm-hmm. kind yeah. of. And, um, yeah, because everybody can see this. And this is Alexander Meter. And Tamara Linus. Hi, how are you? So we're happy to have them. Um, So I was going to tell a funny story, but now the moment's passed. So forget that. We tried it. What's about you was about about that the day after the 12th. But anyway, so... um, so we've had a big kickoff to the fall with EMAC already. Yes. Yeah. We had a banner breakfast on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We had um, Christine Zielinski from Salon Concrete. Um, she was. She also is an entrepreneur. Um, she has a salon on Broad Street in Red Bank and just opened a second salon about two years ago, I believe, in mm-hmm. Bell Works. Bell Works in yes. Hondell. And uh, so we had we had a lot of people. We had a lot of people coming in at the last minute, which was really exciting. Um, it was great. It was sponsored by Mike Chevalino from Shore Creative. Another. Yes. Who's always a lot of fun. Who is. And he is also another podcaster. Did you know that? Oh, he, he is. Does his own? He does his own podcast. Here at a shared Here universe. at a shared universe. Shared universe. Do you know what the name yeah. of his podcast is? Uh, no. I don't either. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. We don't know. But Mike Chevalino's podcast, you can find <laughs> at not, a shared it's universe. It's not coffee and cars. It's not coffee no. and cars. No. <laughs> it's not coffee and cars, and it's not um, podcast and coffee. So there's two we've ruled out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, it's. Uh, I, I apologize for not knowing that. But hey, you know, he didn't pay me for that plug. So what do you say? Um, anyway, <laughs> we're getting a phone call. It'll be three thousand dollars, Mike, for that one. Um, and Actually, got, it's called the Talent Brand Podcast. I just found it. There you go. The Talent Brand Brand Podcast. There you go. So Yay! That's why, right. keep, that's why we keep. That's why we keep Kendra. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's why we keep Kendra. Keep keyboard Kendra around. You know? I like Tim that. Davis around. Tim Davis. <laughs> that's right. Or Tim Davis, whatever you want to. So anyway, we always thank uh, Shared Universe. We've got Chris today with us on the boards. He's awesome, quiet, but awesome. And uh, so let's talk about what is going on for September because we have such a busy month. Do you guys, yes. do you, I mean, I know you get the emails, the 8,000 emails That's I sent. retail for you. That's why we missed the wonderful breakfast, because we were in New York for mm. what they call Fashion Week, which is really Fashion Month. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I heard that. It goes on and on and on and yeah. on. And yes. On. It's not all fun and games. It's work. It is work. It's and work. It, yes, it it's is It's not just work. runway shows. No. no. Are they, do they still do it in Bryant Park? Is that where it's yes, going to be do. this year? I love mm-hmm. that. But I used to love. there. We're actually in showrooms. Oh, by, wow. Yeah. That's, that's the fun part. Do you know? Pretty people. <laughs> did I tell you? I went to school and majored in fashion merchandising because I wanted to be a seller. On did the, you go to FIT? No, I didn't. I went to the University of Delaware. That has a really good four-year fashion program. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be a seller to the buyers. So I went to work for a... a and look where you are now. And look where I am now. Do you know I never did that? I graduated. <laughs> and in April of my senior year was the first time I'd ever been to New York City. Because I grew up in New Hampshire and I went to Boston all the time. I thought being in the city was no big deal. There's a big di- back in 19 blah blah blah. There was a <laughs> there was a big difference between Boston and New York City. And I went to New York City in April of my senior year of college and I was scared to death. Really? Yeah, so I never did that. Hmm. But look where it got me. So anyway. You're close enough. I know. And now I love the city. I go all the time. All Very the time. Right away. Yeah. I go all the yeah. time. But my fashion world has gotten me here. I did other things, but not that. So anyway, we had um, so we had our breakfast. Yes. We had a grand opening for a new member of Manasquan Bank yesterday, which was very nice. We had Mayor mm-hmm. Eric Anderson from Shrewsbury there. Um, a lot of a lot of people from um, the bank. Um, and then the Jersey Shore Chamber of Commerce 
executive director and their board president, incoming board president, were there because their branch manager used to be on their board. So that was why they got right on board with EMAC when they came here, which was really nice. So it was fun. We had mm-hmm. Dominic Lateraca, our um, board secretary, was there to help celebrate. Purple Glaze. Purple Glaze Donuts, yes. Oh, One of our yes. favorites. Um, <laughs> so, and then we have a podcast today. I mean, geez, come on. And, and then coming up next We'll, we'll get yeah, to that because I'm going. I'm going by yeah. week, man. I mean, that was three events this week. Wow. Okay. Then we have golf on Monday. That's right. Uh, uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Golf on Tuesday. Nine and dine. Our wacky putter. Three holds. Gramble wacky putter golf. We have a really cool event on the 19th Thursday. ENG, which is our Emacs Next Generation. None of us fit there. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, Chris does. Uh, so they're they're doing something really cool. This is their second event, and they are having. Um, they meet at Red Tank. They're charging $15. You get a free drink. And then the rest of the money, or all of the money, because I believe Red Tank is donating their first, first drink, I think. And all of their, the money is going toward raising money for their sponsorship. And they're putting together a volleyball team. And they're going to play volleyball and sponsor CPC Behavioral Health Volleyball Tournament to raise awareness and funds for the heroin and opioid epi- epidemic that CPC is involved in helping with. So that's really exciting. So everything they do has some kind of community give back. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really exciting. So hang out with us at Red Tank at 530 on next Thursday night. And then we have our regular business. We have Oh my gosh. Saturday the 21st, we have a grand opening for the Long Branch, the brand new Long Branch um, Long Branch branch of First Constitution Bank. And then we have, I know, am I boring guys with all the stuff we have going on? It's so much. Lots of money. <laughs> We're not asleep it's, yet. It's, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it, to me, it's like, oh my gosh, how do I keep doing this every day? But we have so much. Um, and then on the 25th, we have a BAH um, Chamber of Commerce joint event with holiday being hosted at Holiday Express. Um, they've asked us to bring bars of soap. So if you bring bars of soap, because they, so Holiday Express plays all holiday music all over the country for places that need holiday cheer and help and stuff like that. And they build care packages and send them out and take them with them. And so what they're asking is they ask a lot of different groups that participate to bring different things for their care packages. Hmm. So we are all asked to bring bars of soap. So if you bring bars of soap, we're not talking two bars of soap. We're talking bars of soap. You get a discount for coming in. Like Costco size. Like Costco (laughs) or, you know, at least a six pack, man. You know, I mean, give the family something to clean up with. Um, You know, so you bring some soap and you come hang out with MODC. So it gives you a chance to network with us, Holiday Express and MODC. So there's a lot of extra networking going on there. And then we have on the 27th podcast and coffee again with Tom Hayes from New Jersey Natural Gas. So that's just this month alone. Now E-Mac I need another coffee. I'm exhausted. Hashtag E-Mac E-Mac is, is back. back. That's our hashtag. <laughs> we're, try- we're trying to push that. We're trying to push that. We're trying to, you know, we got a lot. That's all just the outside stuff. Behind the scenes stuff is kind of crazy. Oh, thank you. I was yeah. scaring myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the um, stuff is just kind of, I mean, it's just behind the scenes stuff is crazy too because our committees are picking up our marketing, communication, and um, membership those are three committees that are currently all meeting as one because everything is so intermingled with all of our messages that we're trying to well, – our message we're trying to get out in lots of different ways. Um, our after hours, our breakfast networking – our breakfast networking committee could use some help. We need some people on that. Our power lunch committee needs some people on that. So we're also you know, looking to build for, internally for people who want to get more involved. And um, so it's a lot. So with all that being said mm-hmm. – Let's go to you guys and yeah. say, why did you join the chamber? <laughs> Look, when I decided to open a store in Red Bank, you, meaning M, Emac, as well as River Center, were the only two choices to go to as a chamber of commerce um, to find resources, where to go to, to settle in, t- in town, what to watch out for, uh, whether I needed any legal help, um, administrative um, networking. Um, this is why I joined the EMAC back then. This was in 2016. That was, that was, that that was before, before your me. time. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's before my time. <laughs> so that's the main reason why I joined EMAC. Why do you stay? Why do I stay? <laughs> Things like this. <laughs> Because you can promote, you can shamelessly promote your business on podcasting coffee. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
What? So uh, did you move to Red Bank in 2016? That's when you opened yes. the business? Yes, I decided to open after quite some research, um, looking to a lot of towns here in Monmouth County, especially northern Monmouth County, that uh, Red Bank would be the best uh, location as it's a center or a hub for all activities here, both socially, culturally, and business-wise. And uh, Red Bank has a real downtown, mm -hmm. which really helps the town, and it helps the business. And we've made quite a few strides now with our business, and um, so I'm lucky to be in Red Bank, and we're happy to be in Red Bank. Good. And uh, it's a great crowd. Well, I love driving by. You're the creative director. I... I love your store is one of the stores that I love driving by. Just peeking in the window, I'm like, ooh, what's new? What do they have out this what week in the window? <laughs> so is that is that your are those your creations? Yeah, they are. Um, because we're not on Broad Street, which for anybody who doesn't know Red Bank, which I'm supposing everybody who's listening may, but for those who don't. It, oh, for broad, my cousin broad, in Tennessee? That's right. Yes, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Broad, yes. broad Street's the main shopping uh, hub. However, Front Street is a big through street, um, and it's visible from Broad Street, and we're lucky enough to be right at that apex. Yeah. Um, but it's important that the window, which is a beautiful, big, uh, triple-pane window, be filled and also be bright and beautiful and visible from 20, 30, 40 feet away. Um, and as a, a little boutique, which is not a chain store, it's also important that um, we merchandise it and that it be cohesive with the brand image. So doing it right and doing it well uh are really, really important because we want to get that message across from far away. I would think with the way things have changed over the years, that stores have had to compete with online sales and things like that. Um, how do you guys compete with that? Because you are building a very well-known name in downtown Red Bank and the surrounding areas. That was Well, it certainly has an impact, but our business or specialty retail still is thriving, I believe, mostly because the service you offer, the product you offer, um, it's nice to be able to shop online, but when you feel, you need to feel, I'm of a generation where you need to feel, you need to smell it, um, that's how you sell your product. Online, there are a few who can, namely Tamar here, who can see things on <laughs> photographs, but it's something you need to feel it. And the part, the big part is the service, which helps specialty retail to continue to thrive. So it's not just online sales. How do you get people into the store? To Because I know that, I've, it's funny, we've had this conversation a lot recently within the chamber and within other businesses, that you, I am a touch feel. Um, you know, I was saying before we went on the air that um, I am a fashion that is my background mm -hmm. from college and I am a touch feel try it on what do I look like in it do you mind if I answer this yeah. since I also do the social media for the store mm -hmm. um, because we're a luxury retailer and that does not mean couture because there are all these different levels which he knows better than I do with the lingo but it has to do with price point um, oh, good, because I know couture is really up here. So knowing your right. luxury, we're a little, we're right. a little bit better in my price range there. Okay. So in that in that area, we not only carry brands that are not necessarily even available with our competitors, meaning department stores, uh, and we try not to compete with our immediate neighbors, which is very nice. Um, but in that sense, you can't necessarily go online and buy these brands. You can't necessarily go down the street and buy them in a in a department store or in the mall. But as Alexander was saying, it can be more about the service and the experience. And in this segment, it's one of the fastest growing segments, not just because of that, but if you look at the statistics with even younger buyers, it's becoming about the experience again because <laughs> it's very passe the idea of doing everything online it's very it's very isolating it's very kind of one note and if 
part of the experience of going out and spending your money is about the services that you get and about the experience it brings another level to spending your money Mm -hmm. and you get to know what the quality is that you're buying you can see it you can feel it and that can be very questionable now in today's retail market of anything not just clothing right and as you asked, how do you get that message out when you're a small retailer and people don't know what the brands are or what to expect when they walk in? Social media. Every single type you can imagine, as well as uh, events, things like this, cross-marketing. Networking. Networking. Mm-hmm. Anything you can to get to, people in the door. You have to put yourself out, really, mm-hmm. so people know you. I mean, it's – I always – this was early on when we started doing our windows. To me, the, the importance of a store window with display, which really um, creates some excitement. Uh, I always said, I love it when somebody drives by, a woman drives by and gets a whiplash because she's looking at the window. <laughs> what kind of you? Okay. okay, just for the Red Bank Police Department, we're not trying to cause any accidents. <laughs> but really, a, a window, a store window is, is a view into the store what we have what we showcase and otherwise it just becomes another retailer and we have to make sure Um, but important again is this touch and feel with the experience this is what how we actually have expanded our business uh, that we've gotten a lot of repeat business in the store where friends tell friends that they should come and see us. That's actually yeah. the best That's the biggest driver compliment we can get yeah. is that someone says a friend told me to come in. Mm-hmm. And I always find I know for me personally too it is that customer service it's what you it's that overall feeling you get when you walk into a place the way you're treated the way you're serviced you know, you can go into a place that's not as nice with the same brands, mm-hmm. and that's going to be the difference between your success and theirs. Is what they—it's the personal touch that they get when they go into that store with those brands, and My, why they're going to buy from there versus why they're going to buy from a place that has the same brand somewhere yeah. else. That's right. I say I'd like to make a, a customer rather than a sale. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather someone walk in and not necessarily walk out with anything the first time, if that's the case, but want to come back the next time because of the way they felt when they walked in and looked around. Yeah. So it's important for the customer to feel free to really, as she says, walk around and not feel pressured. And some people have a, a little bit of reservation going in just because of that, because retail some places department stores it's it's a, again it's about service individual service without being overbearing and um, that you don't feel intimidated because that is sometimes something as well yeah uh, and we try not to so uh, you well, can always say, come let's in let's say we don't <laughs> <laughs> feel intimidated. You know what image just went through my mind? That scene from Pretty Woman where she has all the cash and she's walking in. She's walking into the store. And you you cannot judge a book by its cover. Mm -hmm. Some of the oddest looking people have the most money in their pockets. Oh, yes. They don't have to impress people. And I grew up in New York on the Upper West Side in the 70s when there were plenty of artists and actors who looked the funkiest. Mm -hmm. And it's, look, the Upper West Side is not what it once was. But I learned right then and there that you don't show your money. You don't have to show your money on the outside. Do not judge a book by its cover. Um, And we try not to. And you need to allow people to tell you what they want rather than you tell them what they need. And... We've provided it in a way that we believe will allow people to see how our product can work with their lives rather than the opposite. Fit their lives into your product. That's right. right, Because... Oh, sorry. No, please. I was going to say, so we've talked a lot about that, which I think is awesome. But what's in your store? Yeah, that's right. Like, so where did... So I also found Theo to be a very interesting name for a clothing store. Well, so where where I'm kind of going to the questions of where did the name come from and what 
what's your we know your branding like what is your branding and you are luxury so what if I went in there what what am I gonna find well let me say this first luxury sounds always I, I don't like using luxury as a stamp or template to me it's more about the feel fabrications that they're luxurious luxury to me always has something intimidating mm -hmm. and that it shouldn't be that way but so back to your question about where Theo came from Theo uh, she always doesn't like it when I talk about my <laughs> longevity in the business meaning I have been in this business for a good amount of years meaning 40 years and you um, started when you were three yeah, yes. that's nice thank you <laughs> It's the day after the 12th that you started when you were three. I love the way where this whole conversation has been going all day. But I started, the family has been in this business uh, back home in Germany in the south of Munich and um, kind of grew up in it. Um, mm -hmm. Then went for a little while as an intern uh, in London. Then came back, worked in Munich, continued to work there as an intern and worked through sales and then came over here in 1987 and started in New York City. Um, worked in retail there, but also in wholesale uh, for several years. And then actually moved down to DC to run, um, I'd say it's a small department store, was their GM and merchandise manager. And then I came back up here to Northern New Jersey and um, decided to open my own store. Um, with that, I had to think about a name, and that's not always that easy. <laughs> no, and it's not. Try to <laughs> think about something more like European or an Italian, but that really, it's not quite like me. And then I had an epiphany and said, well, I actually can use my dad's middle name, Theodore, and abbreviate that and call it Theo. I and Theo it. is very general, but it can be quite specific at the same time. Right. And it's in reference to both my parents because I have to be grateful to what I learned from them and passing it on, and especially my mother's taste level and how to put things together. And it the, stuck with me for, until today. The store is actually um, filled with photos from his family's history, oh, large cool. black and white pictures. Um, because unlike a lot of Americans, many Europeans know their family history going back generations. And he's lucky enough to have lots of very old family photos. Cool. And cool. so among the beautiful building that we're lucky enough to be in, which is a gorgeous uh, it really 150, is. 200 year old. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Brick walls, uh, 15 foot ceilings, wood floors. Um, we've merchandised it with these gorgeous photos of his family's history. Um, I'm embarrassed to say I've never been in because I get to the office at <laughs> 730 in the morning and I leave at like six or seven at night. And then I avoid I avoid <laughs> Yeah. Because if I'm there, I'll go to the office. Well, let's just say so, you're like us, but from the outside. Yeah. Okay. It's so incredibly I've seen, difficult. And I have. There's yeah. times when I actually do go to dinner downtown after work or whatever, but you guys are closed by then, so I don't get to go in. And I walk by and I stare in the windows, and I'm like, oh. we'll open just for you. Yeah. You will. Right. Don't yes. tell anybody that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, well, we, we actually do. We make we it a point. <laughs> we do. We have... We have appointment shopping and we have after-hour oh, shopping for know. our customers. Oh my God! See, you've been my dream life. That was yeah. that was all the stuff I wanted to do in my previous life. You have to do that. People are busy, and if when you're in this kind of business and you're a small boutique, that's what you do for your good customers. Things that, like that. That's great to you're know, awesome. especially for the you know women who are, get on the train at seven o'clock in the Absolutely. morning. Absolutely, get home till seven o'clock yeah. right. at night. We won't do that for a stranger. Because yes, that's, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm as strange as they come, so you might know you me. You knock on our door and. <laughs> Tell us to open the doors. That is true. Yeah. If you are a customer of ours and you need us to open, we will that's make great. an appointment. Yes. Well, we won't kick you out at 5 to 7. And that's right. So. We also will not <laughs> lock the doors on you. There's no announcement at a quarter to There's, 7. Yeah. After we go the out there's so many closing. stories I have to share with you from my past. You just keep bringing up all this stuff. <laughs> but So and tell us again the... the well, we haven't touched on yet the the breadth of different kinds of clothing that someone will get when they walk in the store. Well, uh, I have an affinity for Italian clothing, so it's um, Italians have a way of styling, sometimes even more classic 
looks, but turning them into something more fashionable and they look just put together well. It's just something very special, which I love. And that's the one thing, again, what I've learned, and I guess it's part of my DNA, how to put together things like this. So we have about 40% of our lines are Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, we have lines from Maxmera, if we want to get into the product, uh, several lines from them. We, but we also have German lines, we have French lines, uh, Spanish, but then we also carry product from the tri-state area, which roughly is about 20%. So that means from New York City, New Jersey, um, and then some uh, US, other U.S. lines. Okay. So it's not just Europhile. Generally, what what I like to say is that while we carry some names that people are going to recognize, including things like M. Missoni, um, we also carry a lot of what I would consider to be emerging lines. And that does not necessarily mean that they're smaller brands, although many are. Uh, They are not well known in the United States, but maybe much larger and even established brands in Europe, but not necessarily well known here and not necessarily uh, available either at all, like we may be the exclusive mm-hmm. here or not very easily available here. So, for example, Luisa Serrano or Riani or um, Laurel, these are all well-established brands in other countries and people who travel know these lines, mm-hmm. but many people here may not be familiar with them. So it's great for us to be able to offer them and people come in and they say, wow, you you carry this? Um, and it's great for us to be able to offer things that people either don't see frequently or don't see at all. And then as far as the smaller lines, we'll carry a little handbag designer from Brooklyn or from the Hamptons or a jewelry designer from California um, that's literally a designer brand because they're handmade, they're small batch, and you're not going to be seeing your friend Mm. carry this or wear this and we'll change the lines out. So at any given time, we may have 20 different designers, whether it's handbags or apparel. And then next season, we may change it out for another five and then carry a core group that we kind of rotate. Which is one more proud tidbit is here that we actually... A lot of our brands, 50% of them are either women-owned or women-designed. So that's a little bit... Girl power. (laughs) (laughs) And I saw, I was reading a lot of athletic wear. Did I read that? Something about athletic wear? Anatomy, which is one of our travel wear lines, which we carry in the store. uh, Athletic wear, no. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. (laughs) Right. The difference between travel and athletic is that these are not clothes you work out in, Mm -hmm. but the line that he just mentioned, Anatomy, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a new addition for us as of last season, uh, was Forbes Travel's 2019 number one luxury travel brand, which means not just their stamp, but the line itself uh, is moisture wicking, UV, dries in five minutes, can be washed in the washing machine or by hand. It's super lightweight. Um, They say you can get six pieces of their line in this little tiny lunchbox pouch. size pouch. Oh, I think it's ideal for traveling. For traveling. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's more like four to six because, you know, honestly, what is it, like extra small? I was going to yeah. say what size are you? Because yes, so, so, I always need an so extra full, large. You know, full disclosure, like I like to be honest about these things, you know. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that's the lady in detail. But, <laughs> yeah, I like it. Right. Yeah. I don't try to upsell true. stuff. Like, thank you. Right. And they have multiple different fits in their pants. Everything kind of coordinates. And they even have a summer versus a winter. So they'll have like a, uh, they call it a cozy line of pants. So they're they're a little bit heavier fleece. But great for people who travel because you kind of collect them and you mix and match easily. 
So feels like athletic wear, but you can dress it up, dress it down because it's kind of neutral, but not boring. That's great. So That's we awesome. actually have yeah. a question from Tim Davis, my twin, Tim Davis. It's a really good question. He, he realized he wasn't here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to know, do you guys run any events in store in your store to draw in business? All yes, the we do. time. All the time. And they're not just fashion based because as a woman, I strongly believe that if you have a small store like this, women's events should not just be about selling your product. It should be about things that are important to women. Mm -hmm. So we've done everything from strictly fashion events like introducing uh, you know new product we Trump did a, shows. a big event uh, introducing an Italian line which was more like a party and it was a multi retail event including food wine we had a Ferrari in the back we had a we had How a Vespa in the window mm -hmm. oh, believe me we, there was a lot packed in there <laughs> but Italians, Italians love to party so if you're introducing your you know new Missoni you want it to be like an Italian event. La Dolce Vita was the name of it. And it was a party. And the participation you know? was... And by the way, the Ferrari was outside. It was not in the... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Well, the Vespa was in the window. I would like to get on the personal mailing list for the parties, please. That's right. <laughs> uh, but then a much smaller event would be something like a trunk show, which, if you're not familiar, is where you offer the full range of the designer's line a season in advance, and people have the ability to come order it in the full range of sizes anything they want, which is not normally what we would carry in the store. What we would carry would be just what we would order. But you do it in advance and you get the benefit of seeing everything. Um, and so then back to something that might not be kind of immediately attached to the store or selling was we did um, a book reading and a little talk with um, a speaker called, uh, named Jamie Cecil Turner, who's uh, a motivational speaker, although she doesn't necessarily like that term. She's also a writer, and it was called Less Stress Life. Oh. Yes, and she's written two books, one that was business-related and one that was a personal book, and we focused on exactly what it sounds like, how to reduce stress in your life. Um, we did do a little segment during the... Uh, talk on how to focus on dressing in the morning because that's can be a real bane for women, right? <laughs> for Going men, into actually, your, you know what? Yeah. For men too, yeah. I yeah. have to say, I yeah. have heard many men go, "Darn, my socks are the wrong color," right. or <laughs> you know that black. I mean, that sounds. But honestly, when you're a businessman and care about what you're wearing, like I had a guy get up and he had a jacket in his car to wear to an event the other to our breakfast, mm -hmm. and he gets out of the car and his jacket's blue and his pants or shoes are black. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's it's not just women. I'm yeah. sorry, I totally interrupted well, so, you, but I mean, it's not. It's everybody has that. Although we kind of tied it back into why you do it in a retail store, mm -hmm. it was really not the focus right. of the reason you do events like right. this so we but try you might to as well make the most of why you got them there <laughs> well, so we try you know we try to make it well-rounded and meaningful place yeah. to be a meeting place for women can be stressful shopping too yeah yes, so that's true so do you offer like i'm just kidding yeah like, <gasps> don't know yet <laughs> um, tim did have one other uh, question he mm -hmm. wanted to and i was thinking this too where do you find the smaller lines like the the purse maker from brooklyn or someone from california it's you really shop the market mm -hmm. um it's again decades in a business so you know really where to go to um, showrooms, uh, reps you've worked with, showrooms you've worked with for a long time, you know the product. As I said in my former life, I was a GM merchandise manager. It was my job to look around for new products. So mm -hmm. I've, I had seen a lot. So uh, before we started here, actually, I had to also see what kind of product I should be offering in my store to have the right product. So we initially had a setup but then you have to go back in and tweak it. So we, you constantly have to look for product, newer product, to um, have the right offerings for this area, for this market. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, that can be sometimes a little bit tasking, but it can also be is fun. And to me, it's always 
exciting to see something new every season. Mm -hmm. So it may sound strange to some that we already start looking or finish basically for our next spring buying basically because and we're just getting fall. So it's always like a six months turnaround ahead of it. Well, one of the things I find interesting is as starting my studies and everything, knowing that about buying and how far in advance you do that. One of the things I've noticed, though, even in the at the retail end, they're starting to push seasons further and further ahead when they're displaying in their stores. Like, so is that forcing you to have to buy even further ahead or not really because it's it's you guys are just such We're a small, not small meaning small, but small meaning focused well, industry because you know I'm thinking and this is just triggering me because we're coming into we're now in the fall and I swear I saw like Labor Day weekend Halloween stuff out. I will not do that I'm sorry <laughs> thank know. you thank I you thank totally you agree. it stresses but, me oh, out right? and I know it stresses everybody else out yes. it's ridiculous but have you noticed that trend and have you have you noticed that trend just of in course. retail and not of course. In, and in retail when you see candy corn and it's Labor Day it's like makes me angry because mm. our lives are stressed stressed out enough that I want to enjoy the time that we're like the current time. I'm doing it in my work life because you have no choice but to buy right, six months. Right, you have to ahead. buy six months and ahead or yeah. And I start and plan She always than talks that. to me that I have the patience <laughs> for when we go into market and looking in showrooms and buying, but when it comes to retail actually when we go out and look at things Oh I yeah. I oh don't my really God. have no the patience. patience. <laughs> I, I will even say to him I'm going shopping, stay home. Yeah. Well if he if we're out and I needed let's say a pair of black pants He'll start looking at his phone within two minutes, like his. And I'm like, <laughs> you can do this for eight hours in a shot to look for the store, but if I needed to buy a pair of black pants, could you focus for five minutes? You know. <laughs> but honestly, so he's it's, human. Yeah. Well, All right. Yes, okay. I am human. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that. Try to keep that. Yeah, you know, I know we all are though. So that's it's a nice thing to know that like we don't have to feel inferior as he talks here in his. I refuse to put in the the after summer window until after Labor Day. I won't do it. I don't change the window until after Labor Day. That is appreciated by so many people. I'm glad yes. to hear that. Thank you. It really is. It really is. The rest of us, I think, I don't know why retailers feel they need to do that because it doesn't make the customers feel any better. It no. doesn't mean I'm not getting ahead. If I got a head start on my Halloween candy Labor Day weekend, do you know? <laughs> I mean, I'm big as it is. Do you know how big I would be? Mm -hmm. I'd still be buying. And I think that's their point. <laughs> I stopped buying candy, too, before I, like a week. I come Halloween. home from work at three o'clock Halloween day because our kids like in our town will come out right after school. <laughs> I stop on my way home and yeah. buy it that day. Whatever's available. I don't even care because I can't buy it ahead of time. Right. And my husband will buy it. He'll go and he'll get it. And he hides it. You don't think I know where he's been hiding it after 29 years? <laughs> I know where the candy is. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. I digressed quite yeah. a bit. I'm sorry. But oh, go ahead. You no, go. no, no. I, didn't want to. I was, well, was going to change subject. So you go. Oh, no. I was going to say you guys were just saying that you've been at Fashion Month, not really Fashion mm -hmm. Week. Yes. So I was curious, like, what are you guys seeing? Is there anything cool coming up? Some, some cool trends? Some styles, some things that you guys are excited about that you're going to bring to Theo that people should check out? Well, uh, so are we talking fall or are we talking spring? spring? Because oh, what we're doing now is spring. spring. Yeah. All right. So, well, I guess we'll touch on what well, we do you expect to fall for fall and what have you seen for spring? Well, we've be bought for seen spring. Yeah. <laughs> what we're bringing in for fall. Yes. I mean, it's lots of beautiful colors like deep reds mm. we have the oxblood color then ex accents like in yellow the mixture of textures um, tobacco meaning not what you smoke but yes. <laughs> uh, the color is big for fall oh, everywhere so it's so everywhere is that like that can't be a straight it's color it's kind of a caramel Okay. Like yeah. a rich so caramel. So more like the leaf. Yes. Mm -hmm. The tobacco mm -hmm. leaf. That's right. Okay. Very that's dried. big, big, big for fall. Right. A dried tobacco leaf. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's right. At the big Well, because I'm thinking, is it the pouch? You know, I grew up in Tennessee, too. I'm thinking, is it the pouch a big chew? Or are we, what are we talking about? <laughs> that, that beautiful brown color. And we're not talking that. dark brown. We're talking that caramel that color. Rich. Think of that wrapped caramel in the clear package. Oh, that man, color. I love that. 
that color. That's big for fall. And actually, I still saw it for spring, which is very unusual. Right. And if you want to know what's big for spring, which is a little unusual, we're seeing dark colors for spring. And I don't know if that's a sign of the political, you know, like, <laughs> it's, an it's all but we see a lot of darker colors continuing for spring. Things like olive, things like gold, really? which is that yellow color, gold. Yeah, it's a little unusual, like that mustardy yellow for spring. And it is unusual, but mixed with paler colors like um, pale pink or powder pink mixed in so as the lighter accents. Wait, I was going to say, What's the accent, the darker or the lighter? No, it's the lighter, which is the accent to that. So ivory and pale pink for spring mixed in with those darker accents. Um, And the big trend, which I know you've already seen because it started kind of, as you said, like the candy in Labor Day, (laughs) is all the different animal prints mixed together. Mm -hmm. Snake. Mix them together? Oh, yeah. And plaids mixed with those. So you see snake, you see giraffe, you see uh, um, every kind of African wild animal print all mixed together and not necessarily in the realistic colors, but in vibrant colors Mm. um, with the print. And that carries through to spring, too. I always say no guts, no glory. It's just you have to stretch um, the imagination sometimes to show something and to make it interesting. What you end up doing then in the end is Mm -hmm. something entirely different. It depends on a little bit on your comfort level with what you do and how you like to dress, how far you like to take it. And that's fine. Nobody's pushing anybody no, to do something no, that they don't want to do. No, I know. I'm just trying to, that, like, yeah. to me is, I, I just, I, you know, you're right. And I, I would have to play. You can play. I, we always let people play. I would, because <laughs> I can't imagine putting all that together. Well, look, think about it. What the fashion, fashion industry does wants, on the runway is very different mm, than what you're going to actually absolutely. see walking down the and street. And so it ends up translating down to an accessory or one item with solids for people so what they which push, is not really any different than what already exists exactly exactly okay. and, and again things like animal print to some degree are always classics they come and go a little heavier or leopard's lighter leopard's always been leopard and snakeskin boots have always been I mean that's give me right. a good pair of snakeskin boots that's one right. day I will own a pair of snakeskin boots <laughs> yeah. sorry animal lovers but that is the truth to us important is that we offer something uh, you don't want to buy and go come in and just to buy a black pant or something. That's not what they come into the store to look for. Right. They're looking for something special and different, unique, and that's what we are trying to do: is have something unique to offer to what they already have. Because you can have, uh, you need a sweater or you need a jacket, something different, special. Um, so you can mix it with what you have in your wardrobe already which is another thing we do too and offer do is a wardrobe consult for for a customer who wants us to come in and look at their wardrobe and help them to find something different and new and weed out a little bit. So, but overall for the store, it's something to have a unique um, palette of clothing, apparel in the store so you have something different. Mm-hmm. You cannot offer something which you can find anywhere else. Yeah. When I heard in the beginning while we traveled to Short Hills, I said, you don't need to do that anymore. You just come to my place. That's right. Right. There <laughs> you go. That. Save your gas. That's so and spend more money on Jersey. clothes. You know Short Hills. Yeah. <laughs> that was, you know, yeah, that's the where. That you, was the place back in the day. It that was. was where you went. And, you that's know, we true. look around at what other people have, and that's everyone, you know. So we make our trips to Freehold. We make our trips to Short Hills because you want to see what's out there. You don't yeah. keep your eyes closed right. just but because you think. But now they can just go to Theo. They don't yes. need to go that far away. But I have to say, <laughs> Red Bank has changed <clears throat> quite a bit from when we came into town. And I have to say, it's great to see such an influx of other retailers now in town, which is a great thing. It speaks to the town. It speaks also that other retailers or business owners, entrepreneurs say, okay, there's more to be made or to be done here in this town and I think that's great and that speaks for the town yeah and uh, I think you guys as companies like like Theo stores we owe kind of a, a debt of gratitude to you guys coming into Red Bank because you know we talk about all these big department stores and online stuff 
the smaller businesses, I mean, you guys help create a vibe in the town. You help create value in the town. I mean, when you ride through and you see a, a, a store like Theo, which is upscale, it makes you see that you're investing in the town and it means that there is something here. Right. And and I think... It creates a value. You know, just like even we're talking with... Um, uh, Brookdale Community College, you guys are totally different spheres, but how much they bring to the community in mm-hmm. trying to educate people and right. bring people back into the workforce, how much you guys do for the community, bringing in a level of luxury and showing that this is a place that people should come to. And I think that's right. a great thing that you guys mm-hmm. do. So I want to touch on a little something a little bit different because when we were communicating via email, um, you had put in your email to me that you have and I had mm-hmm. I wrote it down because it was like the way you worded it was so awesome. Oh God. You said <laughs> Oh God. You're a small <laughs> you're small retail business owners who have experience and expertise in various realms of our world. And I thought that was like such a deep I don't even remember writing right? that. Realms of our world. I just thought that was so awesome. And I get that feeling because of your history that you explained. <laughs> but what I want to touch on a little bit, and I think where part of that came from, is when we first started setting up before we went live, you talked about what your career is a little. Uh-huh. So I know you're very involved in the store, but you also have a little bit of a history in fashion and some other things. So why don't you let us know a little bit about what you do? Okay. Um so I grew up in New York, mm-hmm. in Manhattan, with two parents who were artists uh, of different types. My my mother um, and my parents met in art school at the Kansas City Art Institute. Um, my dad was an undergrad and my mother was a grad student in sculpture and French, if you can even imagine that. In Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, wow. I'm sorry, but that floors me. <clears throat> sculpture and French in Kansas well, City. Well, that was grad school. So okay. she had already graduated with a degree. And she, she grew up in a family who traveled internationally. And although she was from Oklahoma, they they were um, antique buyers and traveled back and forth to to England. Okay. So yeah, mm-hmm. this is interesting. Yes, and my dad, <laughs> undergrad in 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 art, and um, became a graphic designer. And they moved to New York in 1964 to Manhattan. Okay, and they both worked in the arts. Um, my mom became an interior designer, and my father continued to be a graphic designer. And very quickly became a freelancer, um, worked his last like full-time job in publishing in like 1968 or something like that. So it was always a freelancer. So I went to art high school mm-hmm. in New York and I went to FIT, graduated with a degree in photography and, and worked in that industry my entire career. But as things changed with digital and with kind of the downfall of publishing, I needed to kind of find new ways to do that. And I did that as a producer in various industries. And when Alexander decided he wanted to open this store, I kind of always said, like, look, it's like herding cats. It's all the same skill set. It doesn't really matter what industry you do it in. And when I had been a producer, I had done it for many years at fashion magazines. So I'd always been in the fashion realm in various ways, whether Mm -hmm. it was in publishing or producing uh, photos for the fashion industry. And producing, opening a store to me was really no different. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, putting the pieces together. We did Pinterest boards of what we wanted the store to look like, started putting the physical pieces together. He hired people to build uh, the custom components. We worked with all local um, builders and architects. And um, as things came together, I took on a few more pieces of the puzzle as other things kind of got streamlined. Um, <clears throat> I always need help. <laughs> yeah, we you know, all always need help. <laughs> we we had initially tried to work with people to do the windows, but I really could never find anybody to do it the way we wanted it done. And then I took over the social media because that can be a very personal. It's personal thing. and it's time consuming. And time consuming. And if you're feeding somebody all the pieces anyway, and they need to know the business, they need to know kind of the language of it and the timing and they need to understand the importance of the visual because when your customers are trusting you to have a 
style sense, mm-hmm. the pictures have to speak to that. So if the person doing the social media doesn't necessarily understand that that needs to translate, it's not just about posting, but it's about how the images look. So eventually I took over that. I'd never done that before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she just does it. She just learned it. <laughs> so... Now I know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You got yep. you learn. So you learn. If he if he ever gets rid of me, now I have another skill set. There you go. <laughs> Somehow I don't Hint. really think yes. that's gonna happen. Um, you know, but And then and then we start after the first season we started doing the buying together. Because I think um, it was important for him to have a partner in doing that too. Needed a female touch. I was going to say, someone who kind of wears the clothes might help. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I am actually the demographic. Our demographic is 35 to 70 or 75 even, but I'm 52. And so... I would have been at FIT at the same time if I'd gone oh. there. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Was I sidetracked. Squirrel. No. Sorry. But, oh. I, you know, we've gone so from young. a 20% return rate after the first year to over 50% customer return. I was going to say, clarify customer, not product. Your right, customers that's right. are returning that's at 50%. Right. That's right. So, so, um, <laughs> right. so what they call the churn rate, right? The churn rate. The churn rate, yeah. um, But I'm very proud of that. And that's, 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 that's partially wonderful. because of, obviously, word of mouth. But it's also because of a tweaking of the, the buy, the sizes and the designers and the fit of the clothing, and um, I'm very proud of that. Should be. Well, yeah. Elaine Chambre, who is... Elaine well, Chambray. Chambray. I'm sorry, Elaine. Um, she just said that Theo does the legwork so we don't have to. Great clothes. Nice. And that's just Thank you. That's wonderful. That's, yeah, that and I nice? don't know if Elaine was listening, but Elaine, did you hear the animal print comment? <laughs> <laughs> just thinking of you. She's she going to be decked loves out. Animal. No, right. she loves animal print. That's right. She loves she animals. She loves animals, yes. and, but she loves animal print. Like, give well, her animal print. We're talking not real skin, so. Yes. Uh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no so animal had to die. Yes, yeah, so she is like, this is all for you, Elaine, <laughs> all for you. And let you. me just yes. point out that um, one of the important things for us, and this isn't, jo- oh, sorry. This isn't, sorry. She's also, she's also a fashion person, by the way. Yeah. This is not just with whether it's faux, real, you know. One of the important things for both of us, and we do highlight this on our website with each of our designers, is the growing importance of eco-conscious, eco-friendly design and designers. Um, And if we know anything about that with designers that we work with or choose to work with, Mm -hmm. we highlight those things. That's awesome. Because it is a growing concern for many people. And um, whether it's eco-conscious dyes or processes or whether it's a locally owned company that does things locally because that is very important when you're shipping goods all over the place to process them um you're increasing the footprint you know so this is something that's important to us too not just the women owned but um this kind of aspect of clothing or apparel or um accessory design is very important too and i think that's something that not a lot of companies or boutiques are doing to showcase that aspect of of the things that they carry. So that's excellent. Yeah, that's excellent. So I, what would you? I, one thing I was thinking, and I, I we did this with a, another client, uh, another interview. For people who might be a little intimidated to come into the store, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? They've walked by and they're like, who hey, want to come in? What would you say? Because I like that you guys are talking about how you try not to be intimidating and that you try and make an experience. So They should come in and see me. That's right. <laughs> maybe, maybe we <laughs> Go need in to and ask for Alexander. Come see Alexander. No, I love the, I love the <laughs> interaction with the customer because it – there's something about it makes it more personal and I think everybody likes that personal interaction when you can you talk to somebody and you're not just some customer Mm -hmm. but I like talking at the same token it will help me to understand and that's what we actually our staff the same way to understand when they talk to a customer that they feel comfortable with how 
we interact with them and what we show them. And I think, again, come in and see me. I'll be happy to talk to them and talk about myself and <laughs> what we do and um, help them find something they like. I have to say, though, we, we're also very luck lucky to have wonderful staff, too. Um, Where do you find your staff? Actually, most of the time they have found us. Okay. Um, and that's also something I'm very proud of because Alexander is – one of the things that's important to him when he hires someone is that they're not just someone there who's there to fill the time or fill the space. Uh -huh. You have to hire someone not only who's passionate about their job, that job, that kind of job, but that they're skilled enough to um, – have had experience in this industry, in that level of industry, not just that they've worked somewhere in fashion or retail, but that they have the ability to learn that job, those designers, the product, because at that level, it's about learning the product, being able to tell the story, understand why this product is made the way it is, why it's priced the way it is, there's a reason to buy it. And then to help connect with the customer because it's a small store and their products are at the level they're at. And you can't just try to push it on somebody. You have to help them. You have to work with them. And it's a personal experience. Maybe mm -hmm. you're even in the dressing room with them. I mean, we do have a giant dressing room. But well, I won't follow you into the dressing room. <laughs> no, I dressing won't. Room, that would be a bit creepy, Alexander. So you can't do that. But Beth might. Alexander might be talking to me through the curtain. That's yeah. right. Yes. That's right. And, right. and you know what? You, won't, you wouldn't mind it if she did because yeah. that's the kind of salesperson she is. And she might ask you to try on things that you've never mm. considered trying on and then – You'll walk out with them because you want to, and you'd be amazed. And that might never happen in another kind of retail environment. Right. And that's key. That is key when you're a small business to have someone you can trust, not just to be there by themselves, but to be there and take care of your business and take care of your customers. And that's a big difference than just having someone sitting in the store. Yes. It's giant. It's huge. But, and it's know, noticeable by your clients too. Yeah, it's and very why they come by back, clients, yes, mm -hmm. and why they recommend it to friends. Yes. I mean, that is uh, to me, I love that. But I'll tell you, you asked this question about about boutique intimidation, mm -hmm. and I would love to know from people who are listening, and I w want to ask people who don't come in, and I can't because they don't come in. <laughs> what is it? What is it about boutique intimidation? Not just our store, but what stops people, and what would make them come in? Because it's hard to get those answers, you know? We do these little blackboards, the, the sandwich board in, outside of our uh -huh. store, and I always try to... I know, they're really cute. Do a, I try to do a quote. I don't. Oh, it's not all about fun. fashion or buying or trends. Wow. I try to do something poetic or, so, or a fa famous quote, and I try to make it relevant. But I'd like to get that to draw people in, too. And... Maybe I should just write, don't be intimidated. <laughs> Put Alexander's smiling faces out. You know, don't be afraid. Come so in. I'm going to answer that question. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give people your email address so that they can email yeah, you. I would yeah. love it. So actually, why don't you give people Insta your email address? Instagram, you know, Let's Facebook. Let them you know, know. Tell yes. us. So but yeah, email me directly. Your or, stuff's not up there. So why well, don't you, you know give what? Your you email. can also send it to hello, Theo, at Right? Theo it's hello Theo at theoclothier.com. C L O T H I E R dot com. Dot com. Mm -hmm. Hello Theo at theoclothier.com. Send us your answers and tell us what would make you come into a boutique where you didn't know the product and you'd never been in? What would make the difference to and you? And I'm going to leave you with this because it's 9.59. I have one more EMAC announcement to make. But my intimidation is I want to walk in. I want to see it. I'm a bigger size person and I am on a budget shopping. Those are my two hesitations for walking in. So with that information, you can think on that. <laughs> but now I'm coming in to see Alexander's family pictures. So. Yeah. That alone, that is, a alone is a reason in. to go in. Um, and so those are my two reasons. And it's 9.59, so we're going to have to stop. But I forgot to mention Middletown Day. 
Oh, yes. Middletown Day Middletown on Day. Saturday the 28th is at Croydon Hall in Middletown. EMAC will be there. A ton of Middletown businesses, Middletown community events. Um, it's a whole day from 11 to 5 at Croydon Hall to find out all that's going on in Middletown, pride in their town. It's an amazing event. 10,000 people walk through in the course of the day. Um, we are inviting all of our EMAC members to drop off about 100 pieces of your your media, flyers, or anything about your business that you want oh, to to our office, and we will leave it out on our table for the, please, not 10,000 from everyone, <laughs> 100 pieces from any member that would like to do that. Drop it off in our not, office by the 20. more. <laughs> not one piece more. Um, drop it off in our office by the 23rd, and we will display your information throughout the day on our table. So That's with that, great. thank you guys so much for being well, here. We loved you. it. It was fabulous. Thank you. And thank you. please remember that as a member, you get to take advantage and have your own podcast here with a technician similar to Chris anytime you... Similar just, to Chris. Well, because <laughs> they may not be as good as Chris. What do you want me to say? But they have technicians here that will help you out with your free podcast and you That's come do awesome. a whole hour by yourselves. Love that. Well, right. you're a fun crowd to have. Anyway. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. So we're going so, in one day. We're going with you we're going in. We're going in. We're going in. Yeah. And they open at 11, so you have an hour to get there today. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much.